Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! I say it every day with the people that I'm around. It's not that people are dumb, maybe ignorant. Ignorant means unaware of how things work. We've really realized this in the last six months about a lot of things. How about that? I'm not criticizing you. I've just never met anybody like that before. Everybody in my circle likes a little bit of everything or a lot of everything. But that's the whole idea of diversifying, right? Variety is the spice of life. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, it absolutely is. Welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show. You wouldn't believe what goes on here in the commercial breaks. Put the camera on both, please. Oh, the moose just jumped in. What were you doing? You're shaking the dew off your lily, right? <laughs> that's right. Draining the main that vein. A, that was a busy... Uh, Commercial break there. Oh, my God. The, the bathroom was lined up like a sports stadium at halftime. That's what, that's what I'm that? saying. And I was last in line. Sword fight! There was a lineup for the bathroom, and uh, here we all are. And then there was all this yelling going on from room to room to room. You wouldn't believe what goes on around here in between <coughs> commercial breaks and so forth. It's hour two. How do you like us so far? We are brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace in this second half kickoff. And... Uh, One thing Moose said, because the prime minister came out and said that he is deeply disappointed in the Montreal Canadiens for selecting Logan Mayu in the NHL draft on the weekend. The kid who was convicted last year of sexually explicit charges. Um, That triggered an avalanche of comments, anti-Trudeau. And Justin, Justin, easy. Darren said, I'm sorry. Darren said, well, you say it. You said, I'm just not here for it. You said you love. Yeah, I just don't like the political talk. And I I mean, I don't necessarily hate, you know, talking politics. And I love talking about, you know, different things like that. But I'm just not here for any, any bashing of any kind. And I know you're not. not I know you're not. And I've long said that, correct? I'm the same. For sure. But what I've also said is this. Hey, Justin, you stay out of sports and we'll stay out of politics. Works for me. How about that? How about that? Capiche? Caprande? And then the other big news today. Marc-Andre Fleury has been traded from the Vegas Golden Knights to Chicago and is contemplating his future according to his agent, Alan Walsh who said both he and the Flower were informed via Twitter today that the Golden Knights had traded the franchise face to the Chicago Blackhawks. So we've been kicking that around. What we do here in the second half kickoff is invite your participation. Because usually we've been coming in hot from hour one, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, why would we bring in an interview guest now? Because there's so much stuff to digest from hour one and what's been going on. Because we are Canada's daytime sports talk show. And... There's a lot of stuff's gone on this morning already. Like all these topics from yesterday that I wrote down are so Monday. And the Four Seasons Sports Palace is your home for the UFC and the Seattle Kraken fan club. Yeah, everybody's everybody's writing in now with Trudeau comments. We're over it. We're done. We're moving on. Jeff Cabillas of Winnipeg writes in and says, logged in to see the word troughs, LOL. Moose and I are talking about going to Winnipeg here for a football game in August. Taking the show out there, having a little party out front of IG Field. Be a great day for me to wear blue because it's going to be the Argos at the Blue Bombers, right? Yep. What do you think? Going to happen? Absolutely. Yeah. If we can get tickets. Which I don't think should be a problem. Murph! <laughs> exactly. Murph! Get him on the phone. Get on it. That's a Chris Jones imitation. Murph! 
Miss those guys. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, here we go. John in Winnipeg. John um, says, come to Winnipeg, RP show. I'm thinking about it. Maybe we'll bring in Ron Dugay. What do you say? They got a Studio 54 in Winnipeg? <laughs> no, but they got a Hooters. And a Pony Corral. What more do you need? Sounds good to several, me. Several Pony Corrals, Sounds actually. Sounds good to me. The Prairie Mobile text line is open. 306-840-8777. That is 840-8777. Craig in Calgary. Texting in, watching on Game Plus TV. says, lots of good feels with all of the great results from Tokyo. Dare I say it, time to finalize bids for Vancouver 2030 or Toronto 2036. How about Calgary? We're going to throw in those other towns. Why not? Where are we on hosting Olympics? I think we emerged unscathed in 2010 in Vancouver financially. Memories for a lifetime. Yeah. Why not? I mean, I'm all for it, but what's COVID done to this country? And what's it going to do by then? We're talking 14 years away for Toronto 2036. Is this a thing now that you're hearing? Because yeah. I'm not really until no, you brought that up. Not a lot, but, you know, you got to plan this far out in advance. And, I mean, it's a lot, it's a lot that goes into it. It's not cheap. It's great for, I think it's great for the community. I really do. But, again, it's like building a new stadium and we've seen it all across this country you and i are very familiar with this you know in our backyard winnipeg went through it you know they're going to go through it in calgary they're going through it in other markets if you're not going to the games if you're not a fan of the teams you're going to think this is a waste of my money and i don't want my tax dollars going to this right you won't see the money that goes into the your restaurant that because of a sports stadium you make an extra hundred grand a year in your restaurant of course you know you just think you don't go to the games, you don't want your tax dollars to build the stadium. You think that just because you don't support the Olympics or you're not a fan of the Olympics, you don't want your tax dollars going towards it. You know, and you don't see the economic spinoff in the community and the money that trickles in to other areas that doesn't immediately affect you. So I think it's a net positive for, for communities when the Olympics are over. For sure. I really do. And the facilities that it leaves behind. Right. Let's not forget. We got breaking news. Todd Pinckney telling us Ovi has re-signed with the Capitals for five years, $9.5 million a year. That's right in line, I would say, with what he should make on that podcast I was on last night. No credentials required out of New York. They asked for some bold predictions for free agency. And I'm like, I don't see anything real bold happening here. Uh, I said, Ovi's, where else is he going to play? And mm -hmm. this happens. Where else is Ryan Getzlaff going to play? He's not leaving Anaheim. There's no way. And, but what I did say is the Seattle Kraken have quite a bit of money left over after their expansion draft last week. And we're hearing that Jaden Schwartz will be signing with the Seattle Kraken, which will make him the fifth Saskatchewan player. And it's becoming the Saskatchewan Kraken. And mm -hmm. how about that? Clark, I've got his phone number, by the way. We should... Uh, See if Schwartzy will, will come on. Let's wait until the news that? goes down. That would be great. And yeah. they were talking about Schwartz for a little while now. You know, I've been seeing this news for a couple of days. And um, the, the biggest difference between Seattle's expansion draft and Vegas's is, is Vegas coming out of the expansion draft had players, although they weren't real household names. They still had a team, a pretty good one, and assets, right? Where Seattle's gone a little different route. But what Seattle has that Vegas maybe didn't, Seattle's got some gaps in their roster, but a ton of cap space. So Vegas wasn't big free agent players. Seattle's going to be players in the free agency now that it's opening up. So um, Jaden Schwartz, likely the first one. Oh, yes. Well, everybody's asking if I will be switching my allegiances from Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights, to the Seattle Kraken. I may. The Golden Knights need to step up. <laughs> Phone hasn't rang in a while. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Haven't heard from him in a while. Chop, chop. Especially with the flower gone today. Did you hear? Marc-Andre Fleury's been traded to the Chicago Blackhawks. He was my favorite player on the Golden Knights. So do the math. Clark, well, actually before that, John in Winnipeg says, sad to see those awesome facilities in Tokyo empty. 
unreal stadiums for the sports being played there. The beach volleyball stadium is just, wow. What a shock that Ron Duguay's gravitated towards the beach volleyball, by Are the way. Are you surprised? No. He looks like he lives in the sand, like just <laughs> sprawled out. I was thinking more of the skimpy outfits, but well, you know what I mean. Absolutely. You know, yeah. he's there. He's the guy with the shades on a, on a string, sitting in his lawn chair with a Mai Tai. Oh, is he we'll ever. Watching, right? I mean. Is he ever. That's the guy. And loves that lifestyle. I mean, I love it too. Who wouldn't? <laughs> exactly. Hey, Clark. Can we hit, well, two things for producer Clark. The viewer wrote in earlier, uh, Allie from Edmonton. She said that producer Clark, the photo that we brought up from the Great Western photo album yesterday, Great Western Lager, bore a striking resemblance to Jim the Anvil Nightheart from Stampede Wrestling Days. And uh, there it is. There's the comment. And how about that? That's pretty close. Clark, you want to grow that thing out? Yeah, you got to put it in a point there. That's pretty good. Put a ring around it, and you'll look like uh, Captain Lou Albano. <laughs> but that is actually stark. Good call, Allie. Very good Bob's call. your uncle. <laughs> Where's this stuff coming from? You hear them laughing back there? Yeah. Bryn's here today, I can tell. There's a lot of extra laughter over oh, there. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's pretty good. Uh, dude, it's 11-11. Drink. How about that? <laughs> Everybody take a sip of coffee. It's 11-11. Okay. Original 16 update. Are we ready? Can you get it? Let's do it. Tell me. Here we go. We sat around the studio after hours the other day and debated what's the number one story in the CFL these days. Pretty much everyone said injuries. And it seems no team has been hit harder than your friendly neighborhood Saskatchewan Rough Riders. On Monday, Coach Craig Dickinson revealed a fifth player has had his season ended with a torn Achilles tendon. It was rookie defensive lineman Tim Williams, a former member of the Alabama Crimson Tide. From the reports I've seen, that's eight Achilles tendon ruptures across the CFL, and they're only halfway through training camp. But that's not all. The Toronto Argonauts are watching a hamstring injury to prize free agent quarterback Nick Arbuckle very closely, while in Calgary, Bo Levi Mitchell missing, is missing time with what the club calls soreness. That's the same story in Ottawa with their number one quarterback, Matt Nichols. I follow a lot of Ryder fans on Twitter, and their reaction to this news has been entertaining. One asked on the weekend if there will be any players left by week one on August 5th. You can be assured Cody Fajardo has been fitted with bubble wrap. The other story is the veterans getting cut across the league, including Naaman Roosevelt in Montreal and Edmonton's Kenny Stafford and Kevin Brown. Both those Elks players took issue with the reasons they were let go. Brown had a big problem with team media saying there were injury issues, while Kevin maintains he hasn't been injured at all. Isn't it a bugger when players have their own Twitter accounts? The games haven't even started yet, but the entertainment has already begun. How about that? How about that? <laughs> it's a huge, huge story. Which one, the Those, injuries or the, the vets being cut? Both. And just, you know, I kind of wonder what's going on in Edmonton. Is it two isolated incidents and players feel a little bit jaded? But then you got Derek Dennis jumping in and saying, this is, you see what I'm dealing with here? It's now three veterans that are having, you know, some less than desirable dealings with the Edmonton Elks. An original 16 to fit your active lifestyle. That's the original 16 ultra superior taste with only 80 calories and 2.5% alcohol. Taste without compromise. So those are some of the other stories that are going on across the Canadian Football League. Um, the injuries, actually when you say what's going on in Edmonton, I, th I thought... They're not having huge injuries, but what you mean is why are they cutting these veteran players and kind of lighting them on fire as they send them out of town? That's right. That's not, it's not the way you should do things. I mean, I have mondo respect for the head coach, Jamie Elizondo. He's the one that said Kenny Stafford wasn't a cultural fit with the Edmonton Elks. And I guess Jamie Elizondo's building his new... Culture, I mean, he can say whatever he wants. He's a first-year head coach, and his ass is on the line. But Kenny Stafford did reach out to us and thanked us for the support. I mean, this guy doesn't have a history of this, right? So 
doesn't make a lot of sense. And I got to say this about the linebacker, Kevin Brown, who made a huge play in the CFL Sim Grey Cup last year. Do you remember? He blocked a field goal in overtime. That's right. To preserve the victory for the Ottawa Red Blacks in the CFL Sim. That's the guy. So one of the reporters, I don't want to name him, but he is a good friend of ours, said, oh, the reason Kevin Brown was released is because of too many injury issues. Kevin Brown retweeted that and said, I've never been injured. So when you say what's going on in Edmonton, what is going on in Edmonton? Can you just say he wasn't good enough? Maybe that would be the way to go. Yeah. You know, and it was confusion about which spot he was playing. And, you know, he talked about being a backup at, I believe, Will Linebacker. And they're like, well, this middle linebacker's taking his job. He's like, I was playing outside linebacker. <laughs> wasn't even and then they're like, there. I was second team special teams. Like I say, isn't it a bugger when the players have their own Twitter accounts and the truth can get out there? I know. By the way, more, more breaking news. Again, Pinks, we got to put them on payroll here. The Philadelphia Flyers have signed Keith Yandel to a one-year deal. And this is tremendous uh, a segue here or timing because Eric Engels of Sportsnet Montreal joins us next to talk about all of these things, okay? And we'll come back around on CFL stuff later on too. The poll question I should mention for Capital Automall, Universal Collision Center, I can't forget that. The flurry trade seems like so two hours ago, Moose. I know. Did the Golden Knights keep the right goalie? 68% of you people say no. They didn't keep the right goalie. They should have kept the flower. 68% on Twitter, 53% on Facebook. Eric Engels joins us next. You are watching on Game Plus TV, streaming on YouTube and Facebook, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey guys, the Olympics, Euros, baseball, major championships and concerts are all in this summer. You know what isn't? A wild and hairy bush. Tame your pubes with help from our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Their fourth-generation performance package includes the brand-new Lawnmower 4.0. If any athlete treats their body like royalty, why not treat your pubes like Olympic gold? Fellas, do right by your balls and join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going with the code FANSIDED20. I know I talk about it every day in the podcast, but listen... We've all done it. We've all had to groom ourselves. No clunky razors that are meant for your face, or dare I say your back, or pain-in-the-ass extension cords. Leaning over the toilet, the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 comes in a convenient size. It was specifically designed for trimming below the waist. Make it happen, guys. The world is starting to open, and the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is here to help you get ready. Again, free shipping around the world and 20% off with the promo code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rob. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. What a Tuesday. What a Tuesday. Breaking news. Reigning Vezina Trophy winning goaltender Marc-Andre Fleury has been traded from the Vegas Golden Knights, Canada's team, to the Chicago Blackhawks and is contemplating his future. What's interesting here in the Canadian press story, they don't even say who for. Not in the era, early part of it, of the story anyways. What's the guy's name? Miko Hakkinen? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it Our, doesn't matter what your name is. It doesn't matter. I'll find it here somewhere. But Katie Fleury writes in, and she says, I'm one sad Knights fan. (laughs) Vegas may as well kiss the playoffs goodbye now. And she says, is today over yet? Oh, no, Katie, we got plenty to go. And Keith Yandel signed with Philadelphia, and Ovi signed with Washington, and Jed's a millionaire. Let's bring in Eric Engels now from Sportsnet Montreal because there's all kinds of offshoots on this. How you doing, uh, Eric? Happy Tuesday. I'm doing good. Michael Hakarainen. 
Michael Hackenaren. Thank you so much. Hacker I appreciate that. Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> Nowhere near $7 million a year uh, with the flower was getting in uh, Vegas. But well, because he's a Quebec kid, Eric, would you please give me your take on this trade? I just think this is the Golden Knights conducting a ruthless, a ruthless bit of business. And it's not about trading Marc-Andre Fleury. I think that was the decision that they were going to make, especially the day that they acquired Robin Leonard. I mean, that the writing was on the wall for that. But for Fleury to find out on Twitter no one from the Golden Knights to reach out to him and tell him what was going down in the situation. You know, I understand it's a business. All players understand it's a business. But when you conduct business that cold-heartedly and ruthlessly, your other players are going to it's going to resonate with them and it's going to resonate with free agents in the market. And, you know, I don't think Max Pacioretty was a fan of having his name thrown into rumors last year and, and finding out that the golden Knights were potentially shopping him after signing him to a four year, $28 million deal and making the trade with Montreal. I don't believe that Nate Schmidt was particularly happy about just suddenly being traded to Vancouver after being such a big part of Vegas. Uh, And I understand it is a business. We all get that. The players understand that very well. But, you know, there is a certain way to do things. And they decided to bring in Alex Petrangelo last year and caused a ripple um, just in moving guys out just to make him, uh, you know, a part of their team. And this with Fleury, who's a future Hall of Famer and the most popular guy in that room, it's not going to play well with the players that are there. I think you're 100% right, Eric. And a wonderful analysis, by the way. There is talk of him retiring. Do you think he ever plays a game in a Chicago uniform? Well, from my understanding, that talk is related to what he wants to do regarding his family. If he'd like to be away from them for a year to continue his career, if he wants to uproot them and move them out of Vegas where he had built a home and had no desire of leaving there, you know, it's a really difficult decision. And it would be a terrible thing to see a player of his caliber with the career that he's had kind of be forced out of the game by something like this. I don't know what's going to happen moving forward. I don't know if Chicago will try to facilitate a deal for Fleury to somewhere that's a better destination or a destination more of his choosing where he'd be comfortable potentially moving his family or commuting back and forth to Vegas if he intends to keep his family there. To be honest, anything I could say would be complete speculation because I don't know how Marc-Andre Fleury feels. We just know that Alan Walsh, his agent, put it out there that he's going to contemplate his future and discuss things with his family. If he ends up in Chicago, um, you know, he makes them a, a better team. He's the reigning Vezina Trophy winner. He was just traded for virtually nothing, you know, a, a, an American Hockey League prospect. Uh, you know, it's it's a very compelling story, and this is my instant reaction to it, but I just think he deserves a lot better than to be told uh, on Twitter. Eric Engels from Sportsnet Montreal with us. Uh, tremendous analysis again. And again, he's the reigning Vezina Trophy winner. My God, he's not retiring. Talk, you're not go, he's not Seinfeld going out on top here. By the way, James and Board in Manitoba says all Vegas fans are waking up to a kick in the teeth. The Knights are ruthless. Um, four years in the league, three conference final appearances. I'll just put that out there. That's from a Golden Knights fan here. Um, Katie says he got stabbed in the back again. Katie Fleury, she's a Golden Knights fan. Um, and from Brady in Muskoka, Ontario, he says Ovi's re-signed to five years, 47.5 mil. We'll unpack all of this, Eric, but because you're the Habs beat guy for Sportsnet, was there ever any chance whatsoever that Carey Price would have been selected by Seattle in the expansion draft? What went into him being left unprotected? Yeah, for sure there was a chance. You know, the minute that he was unprotected, it was obviously a major discussion within the Seattle group and brain trust to select him. He's a franchise player, a guy that instantly would sell the jerseys and then some to make up for the money that's owed to him on his contract, uh, $44.25 million and an $11 million check that needed to be cut, you know, early in the fall. And and a lot of signing bonus money in that contract uh, for the rest of it. And, and you know, the cap hit is considerable. So there was a lot of risk involved in Seattle potentially taking him for the financial reasons. There was risk involved because of his injury history. But the risk beta- became imminently higher when Seattle wasn't going to have a guarantee of what his injury status was and what his health status was for the upcoming season. Um, you look at the way they made their other selections, it was clear that cap space was going to be at a premium for them in terms of building out their team over the next number of years and not just 
this next one. So to swallow such a, a huge hit, what would amount to 13% of the cap and probably for the next three, four years as the cap remains stagnant at $81.5 million, to not know what the extent of Carey Price's injuries were um, made it kind of an uh, impossible situation for them. They wanted Montreal to believe all along that they were likely going to take him regardless. Um, they wanted to be able to pluck some sort of asset out of Mark Bergevin to do it. But as you see, Mark Bergevin wasn't the only GM who kind of held strong and decided, I'm not giving Seattle anything other than the player they're going to take from me in this expansion draft. And that started with Jake Allen. And it extended to Carey Price, and he played his cards and played them quite masterfully, I would suggest. And and so Carey Price remains a Montreal Canadian, and he got the best news of all late last week that he's looking at the best-case scenario in terms of the knee procedure that he had to undergo, which he underwent, and it was successful. He's looking at a 10- to 12-week recovery and is expected to be prepared to start the next regular season in Montreal. So... Uh, it was a really fascinating little bit of time. I think the Canadians were concerned for a little bit. I think Carey Price was concerned for a little bit. But as soon as it got out there that he was having his hip and knee looked at and we weren't sure you know, when or he'd be back playing and Seattle wasn't going to get any confirmation of that, that's basically where it died. Uh, the viewers, not surprisingly, Eric still hung up on the Marc-Andre Fleury news and moving his family. James in Borden, Manitoba says Chicago is not exactly a family city. Trish Higgy is watching on Facebook. She says Chicago is like forced retirement. 37% of our viewers are female, by the way, Moose, in case you forgot. And uh, on Fleury leaving Vegas, Stacy Champagne watching says, oh, so he's leaving on a high note? LOL. Doesn't matter. We'll discuss that. It's, it's still raw. It's still raw today. Speaking of raw, Shea Weber, Eric, how do you go from playing 29 minutes a game in the Stanley Cup final to you're potentially never playing again with these injuries? What was this guy playing through? Oh, he was playing through a lot. You know, we know that he was playing through a lot over the last couple of years, whether it was his foot, his ankle, his knee. Uh, you know, he's wearing tape around his wrist for the last couple of years. So I don't know how long-term the damage was there. Uh, and then to suffer the thumb injury that he suffered towards the end of the season that forced him out of the end of the regular season. And then he comes back, you know, a couple of days before the playoffs started, he wasn't holding a stick with his top hand. And then all of a sudden he's playing upwards of, you know, 30 minutes a game between 25 and 30, and he was leading the playoffs all the way through up until the final where he, I think he finished third uh, in ice time. You know, no one seemed to know the, the full extent of Weber's injuries because Weber is such a tough guy. He didn't share that information with virtually anyone. Uh, he knew, and it seemed clear in the way he played now in retrospect and the way he gave himself to the team and sacrificed his body uh, that he was playing all out and doing everything he could to make this last run count for something. And he came as close as you could possibly get. And I don't think anybody was beating that Tampa Bay team. Montreal played excellent hockey to get there, and Shea Weber was a huge part of it. And in the final, where I don't think the Canadians gave themselves the best chance to win, um, because they didn't play particularly well through the first couple of games at least, Shea Weber was a standout in terms of the way he played. So he goes out with his head held high. You know, he's to me, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a champion, uh, despite the fact that he never lifted the Stanley Cup. I think he's been a champion everywhere else, and, and he has the heart of a champion and leads like a champion. And he will leave behind a, a wake of, of culture that the Canadians should build on for years to come. Uh, understand that might be smudged a bit with what they did at the draft over the last weekend, but the players that are in place that were able to learn from him over this run, you know, I think that's one of the most valuable things that they got. You know, it's one thing to look at Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield and Yasperi Kakaniemi and Alex Romanov and say, hey, look how far they made it in the playoffs. And that's great for them. And that's great for the Canadians moving forward. But to me, that's only part of the story. Uh, the fact that they did it and had that experience alongside Corey Perry and Eric Stahl and Shea Weber and Carey Price and go down the list of some of the great players in that Canadians dressing room that is going to be the ultimate resonant value for, for the franchise. So it's really something. And for Shea Weber, you know, much like we're talking about with Marc-Andre Fleury, here's a player that deserves to go out on his own terms when you look at the way he's played. And I think it's very sad if he can't come back at some point, and it's looking very improbable that he will come back at some point, that he goes out this way, especially after the career he had. 
Uh, again, Brady in Muskoka, Ontario, watching Brady Leavold says he's a WHL guy. Come on, Rod. Of course he was going to play. I didn't say I didn't expect him to play. I'm saying, what was he going through? My God, he sounds like everything in him was broken. And he's from Sycamus, BC, by the way. Um, so we'll see where the Weber story goes. You know, are they Habs positioned to build off this in your mind, Eric? Like you mentioned some of the free agents. Oh, licorice legs. Kokinyemi is a free agent, I see. Restricted, I believe. Uh, was this a one and done? Or where are they going from here, Eric, do you think? Well, they've got a lot of money to spend, $14 million on the cap, but with Weber's contract likely going to long-term IR, and I think that's a formality, even if the NHL needs to decide once he reports to training camp and has a full medical evaluation, once again, to see where rest has brought him to. You know, that's over $21 million to play with on uh, in free agency through trade and building out the roster. And I think Mark Bergevin is going to be extremely aggressive, uh, certainly when free agency opens. But as the summer goes along, there's no cap or time limit on him potentially making a trade or two that helps the Canadians. And they have assets to move. They've got a lot of picks. They've made only Detroit has made more picks than them over the last three years. And now at this draft, added more picks than anybody else. Um, you know, it's they've got young capital, uh, draft prospect ability to get themselves some name players. And I think Mark Bergman is going to look very intently at that market to do things. Can he solve all the issues all at once? You know, it looks like Philip Deneau is going to mark, well, not looks like, reported a, a few weeks ago, or a couple of weeks ago. I don't know. The time is all blending together now, Rod. Like, I don't remember <laughs> what yeah. day it is. But um, Philip Deneau is going to explore the market, and he's, he's likely done with the Canadians. They haven't circled back with him uh, anytime recently, and I don't know if they intend to after 12 o'clock tomorrow once he fields a few official offers. I have to think discussions have already happened. Oh, yeah, teams, agents say that you know they got to wait, but let's be honest. like <laughs> We're seeing the business get conducted in front of our eyes, so I'd imagine Philip Deneau has a pretty good idea of where he might land tomorrow, and I don't think it's going to be Montreal. Thomas Tatar is out the door. Yoel Army, I just saw Barkley Goudreau signed for $3.6 million of our six-year deal with the New York Rangers. I wonder what he's thinking as the market approaches and the call to the market approaches and whether or not the Canadians would go as long as five or six years on Yoel Armia is questionable in my mind. So they're going to have some holes to fill. And it's a good thing they have the money because there's a lot of players that are available. There's a lot of teams that are strapped against the cap that are looking two, three years into the future and thinking about how they're going to maneuver things. And cap space, as Seattle made very clear, is at a premium. It is the most valuable asset you can have in this environment. And uh, I think Mark Bergevay has proven to be a pretty shrewd GM and he will use it to the best of his ability, but he won't use it just for the sake of using it. You know, I think we saw that over a couple of years leading into this one, that if he doesn't feel the money's worth spending on a specific asset, he won't spend it. So we'll see. It's, it's exciting times. And, you know, for someone who tends to have their finger on the pulse of what's going on with the Canadians at all times. It's uh, we're going into something that's a little bit more unpredictable than I'm used to. And it's maybe it's just because the Canadians went this deep into the playoffs and we haven't had as much time to make the phone calls and, and get in touch with everyone to find out exactly what they're up to. Um, spoken to as many people as possible, but as always, you know, Mark Bergman, Mark Bergman likes to say, expect the unexpected and I'm expecting the unexpected from him. Yeah. Hey, Ryan H. watching on YouTube says, Eric Engels is on fire. What great analysis. Another, another one of the reasons I love this show. We got about a minute, Eric. I have to ask you, the Prime Minister admonished the Canadians today for taking Logan Mayu with the 31st overall pick. You were probably expecting we'd ask you about it. And here I am. Um, how's the team handling the controversy, the backlash from drafting Mr. Mayu? You know, I don't know how they're handling it internally, but I know how I would have I, I would have thought they should have handled it when they made the pick. If they really wanted to sell it to the public that he was worthy of a second chance, they should have uh, presented an action plan on how he's going to prove that. Because just taking him at his word that he's remorseful for what he did to this young woman when she has told reporters at other outlets that she feels his apology to her was insincere, that it was a three-line text that didn't express the, the gravity uh, of his actions and, and that he understood them. You know, I think the Canadians would have been wise if they had decided that they were going to cho choose this player 31st overall, or with really what ended up being the 30th pick because Arizona was docked to pick. Um, you know, they should have come out and said, 
here are the steps he's going to take to redeem himself. He's going to, you know, for example, meet with victims of similar crimes to the one he committed so that he really understands the gravity of the damage that he did. He's going to take a portion of his entry-level contract and donate them to such causes, uh, you know, to combat, you know, sexual abuse or, or privacy infringement and stuff like that. And we're going to match his donation. We're going to bring him along in these group therapy sessions. We're going to teach him a certain way. And if he doesn't prove that he's worthy of that second chance that we're going out on a limb and giving him, we're going to renounce him. So, you know, I think that was a way to sell it from a public relations standpoint. It's clear that they made a decision that was purely hockey-based, and they felt that just in speaking to the player and hearing that he's remorseful, that they felt that was enough to offer him a second chance. And I think that's why the backlash is there, and it's uh, virulent, and it's enormous. And I think there was ways to potentially avoid it. And you know what, guys? Let's be honest. You know, I, I'm all for second chances. I'm not about canceling people all right. I'm about nurturing them and finding the, to, to getting them to find a way to find them their best selves moving forward. But, you know, remorseful, that is the bare minimum you expect from someone who commits a crime and does something that violates someone's privacy the way he did. So... I understand the backlash and the Canadians brought them that on themselves. And given that they haven't presented an action plan, their next opportunity to speak on this issue would be to do exactly that. And I think that should be in the works and it should be presented quickly if they want to get out from under this, because he's going to face those questions moving forward for every day that he's a Montreal Canadian. And they're going to face it too until they address that issue and find a way to explain why this kid is actually worth a second chance beyond him saying he's remorseful. Very well said. Eric, thank you so much. Love your stuff. Enjoy uh, what's left of summer. Hopefully you get a break in August, and I appreciate the time. Thanks very much, Rod. Take care. Eric Engels from Sportsnet Montreal with a vast Canadians update. A fantastic one. Okay, we'll unpack all of it when we return, including the Prime Minister's comments today on this. This is Daytime Sports Talk. You're watching on the Game Plus television network. Live streaming on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Oh, welcome back, everybody. Holy smokes, I gotta tell you. The day began with Marc-Andre Fleury being traded by the Vegas Golden Knights to the Chicago Blackhawks. Here we are two hours later, and it's like the fourth thing on TSN.ca. Oh, yeah. This is what's been going on. I know. What a day. Daytime sports talk. This is the place. That's right. Um, Brady in Muskoka, Ontario. Brady Leovold says, this is the best sports talk show anywhere. Seriously, Rod, you guys do such a great job. Kudos to you and the team. Thank you, Brady. I appreciate it. Um, Jennifer down at the Four Seasons Sports Palace, she says, so if Mayu was drafted by any other team, would there have been the same controversy? That is a Texas 10-4. It's just, oh, there's no doubt. And so what's she talking about and what's going on here? If you just tuned in, here's a Tuesday in Canada. Alex Ovechkin has re-signed with the Washington Capitals on the eve of free agency, inking a five-year deal worth $47.5 million. The Vancouver Canucks have placed goalie Braden Holtby on waivers ahead of a buyout. He could still end up with the Saskatchewan Kraken. Oh, yeah, he could. Yeah. The 31-year-old netminder came to Vancouver in free agency last year, signing a two-year deal at $4.3 million per year. The Edmonton Oilers made a move Tuesday before the NHL's buyout window closed, placing left-winger James Neal on waivers. Huh. Uh, old, what? At Ron Francis, eh? What about him? They're probably going to buy Holtby out. I'll take Cole Lind <laughs> and get Holtby later. Yeah. Yes. Sharp. Spicy. Dan, the situation Cerevelli is watching in Philadelphia. And he says, fun fact, women's national team member Carly Lloyd went to my high school. Signed, <laughs> Dan, the situation. He's bought into it now. This guy's all oiled up. GTL. 
Oh, yeah. Back on point, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says that as a lifelong Montreal Canadiens fan, he's deeply disappointed by the team's selection of Logan Mayu in the NHL draft. Mayu, who was picked by the Habs on Friday night, was fined by a Swedish court last year after he was convicted of charges related to sharing without her consent a photo of a woman performing a sexual act. The Prime Minister told reporters in Moncton today that the Canadiens organization showed a lack of judgment by drafting Mayu and that the team owes an explanation to fans. And they were, they've been considerably torched by not just their own fans, by the public since Friday night. Eric Engels just made a really good point about what they could have done to manage the public relations crisis. I don't know who said it. Well, I do know who said it, but I won't out him. This morning in our meeting, Darren, you said um, in our team meeting that, or you said it, so outed. I guess I just outed you. Yeah, it's okay. You said a lot of teams think they're above everybody else. And maybe the Montreal Canadiens just feel, we don't need to explain ourselves. We're drafting him. We don't need to explain ourselves. I could see that being the case. Yeah. I shouldn't speak for you. You were speaking in another, for another issue. No, for sure, yeah, and completely unrelated. But I also got to remember what our news cycle is, right? I mean, our news cycle today, is it even two hours, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Marc-Andre Fleury's old news. And that's the, a, a huge right. story. So they're banking on, yeah, everybody's upset, and they're torching the jerseys and everything else, but three months from now, will we forget and buy tickets? Of course. Will the Bell Center be full? Yes. That's kind of what they're banking on. I don't agree with it. I don't think it's right. But I don't know that this is going to be a big financial hurt for them. But it isn't a good move. It doesn't change that. It's still not the right thing to do. And I believe in doing the right thing. Derek Cousins writing us on Twitter says, uh, Your show is a welcome respite from the Aaron Rodgers garbage. Can't wait for your CFL preview show. I watch ESPN every single morning. And now so do you. Mm -hmm. And so many times in the last couple weeks, I've turned to the TV and just went, Oh, come on! Is there nothing else? But Aaron Rodgers, this is an insult to Major League Baseball and the NBA. I don't even expect you to talk hockey. That ship sailed. But is there nothing else in the National Football League than Aaron Rodgers? It's way, way too much. Um, Look, I'm not even done the sports update, but we got a break. We'll be right back with overtime. Okay? What a day. What a day. It's the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube, and Facebook live streaming. And our 24-hour sports radio is brought to you by Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Here we go. It's overtime. So many people. This is their favorite segment. Let's drop the puck. The moose is loose. Let's go. Uh, How about the Olympics? Do you know that they're going on? I do. I've been watching. (laughs) Well, sorry. Last night was the first real night that I spent significant time in front of the TV, and I watched till midnight. Come on. I watched that whole softball game. I watched us get a silver in the pool. I watched Penny do her thing. I watched the Blue Jays blow it against the Red Sox. Yeah, I've watched that show already. Yeah. So <laughs> it was a replay. I've seen that one. Repeat. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> you saw my niece was at Fenway Park on I, I did, Sunday. and we posted the video. She I, sent me a video of it. Packed, yes. hey? How's she loving it down Jammed. there? Jammed. Well, they were down there for a hockey tournament. Yeah. And went to a baseball game. So she's just getting her feet wet. Mm-hmm. When does she go full time? This. Like right fall. away, right? Yeah, like like right, right away. Day, like, oh, yeah. yeah. Um. Anyways, about the Olympics. How about us squirrels? 
How's Monty the Squirrel's costume coming, by the way? Our newest mascot. Mom's been on vacation, rented, you know, at Manitou. So she hasn't been. Did you ask her if she would sew the she, mascot outfit? She hasn't been near the sewing machine. She watches all the time. She volunteered to sew Ricky's yes, outfit. And we decided to buy Ricky's from a reputable. But you're like, no, no, no. We're, we're okay if she sews this one. It's going to look like pajamas, but whatever. Uh, Roxanne Theris from Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions has written in. And by the way, the rock star of the day yesterday was Ron Dugay, which comes as a surprise to nobody. We got to get him one of those RP show rock star of the day shirts. I, you know, he'd wear it around St. Augustine, Florida. Maybe. <laughs> I need, oh, but we, he cut the sleeves we off. We need to get a rock star of the day collar yeah. kind of shirt. Um, Roxanne says, did you see Simone Biles walked away from group competition this morning? We're reserving judgment on that story. We absolutely saw it. She walked away because of mental health issues. You delved into it more than me. Yeah. Um, In the middle of kind of the team event, she pulled out, you know, and it's like, if my head's not in the right spot, I can't put my body through this kind of thing. And she didn't completely close the door on the rest of the games. She may compete in the other events, but she's really, she's the, you know, queen of the U.S. Olympic team, right? I, I, I uh, Naomi Osaka did the same thing, and she's already out in the Olympics, she's right? She's out now, yeah. Was it the French Open she pulled herself from because of mental health issues? You don't really know what the backstory is on this and what she was battling. So I'm not going to... Someone had asked for my opinion on Simone doing this today, and I said, I don't want to make an opinion until I have all the facts. And I'll tell you why. So am I going to go down this road? Yeah, Can I say it? it? Yeah, it's okay. Just because I'm dealing with a lot of teens right now in my recovery coaching world where they are pulling out of a lot of things because of mental health issues. And by the way, I, as a teen, had ranging rampant mental health issues that would later in life be diagnosed as generalized anxiety disorder. So I don't know what Simone's deal is. I don't know what Naomi Osaka's deal is. I don't know. But what I'm teaching young kids now and helping them through is you, you do got to face it. You do got to step up to the plate, figuratively and literally. You cannot walk away and just claim, I'm not up to this. Or else everybody would. Whether it's writing this final, playing this game, having this conversation, you can't just walk away. But I'm not saying that's what she's doing. But I'm saying I'm seeing it more and more and more. And the young people are looking at their mentors in sports that are doing it, which is a cue for them to say, it's okay, I don't have to do this because this person walked away. And maybe that's fine. But if you're going to overcome these things and if you're going to take steps forward in life, sometimes you got to face the dragon. Fair? So that's my take on that. David in Winnipeg says, great that you're speaking of this, Rod. Mental health issues. Love you, man. Love you too, David. Thank you. Uh, Brady says, smart man, Rod. Thank you. I don't want to speak for her. I don't know, but it's just a dangerous signal that young people are getting in this area. Uh, Canada's women athletes are owning the podium at the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. Canada doubled its medal total to eight with a gold in weightlifting today, a silver in swimming, and bronze in judo and softball. All of Canada's medals have been won by female athletes so far. Uh, the Blue Jays continue that four-game series with the Red Sox at Fenway. Boston scored two runs in the eighth to come back and beat Toronto 5-4. And last night's series opener, the Blue Jays play their first game in Toronto in almost two years on Friday once this series is over. This sports update is a presentation of dubnetwork.ca. And man, are they doing some great things at dubnetwork.ca. Number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis with the best team of writers across Western Canada and the Pacific Northwest. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca. Which, by the way, did you see our alum Liz Childs has been hired by the Las Vegas Review Journal to cover the Golden Knights? What did, I, what did I say about Liz Childs? She is of Asian descent and a female. And I said, go back and look it up. Liz can play on my team anytime. She's a grinder. She's a finisher. And what did Figgy say? Our editor-in-chief? He's like, Liz, 
You're sending me these articles at 2 in the afternoon, 3 in the morning, 7 a.m., 8 p.m., right? She's like, why should I wait? She's a grinder. Oh, yeah. And the Las Vegas Review Journal has noticed that. I will take, I will, I just like her work ethic. She can work for us anytime, and she did. And again, you you knew this was coming down the pipe. You knew she was going to get an opportunity like this. Oh, yeah. Good people. Way to go, Liz. You work hard, you're good people, and good things happen. Doesn't always mean they're going to happen right away. Doesn't always mean they're going to happen when you think they should or when you want them to, but they'll happen. So, Liz, get down there to Vegas and figure out what the hell's going on between the Golden Knights and Marc-Andre Fleury. Yes, please. Okay? Your first assignment. Tell me what the hell's going on with Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights, which I'll say again. When I heard the flower was traded this morning, everybody expected I would be in the corner crying, sucking my thumb. Didn't happen. I, of all people, know it's a business. It's just sad to see it end this way. But three conference final appearances in four years of existence. Not bad. How about those Hawks? See you tomorrow with Kenny Stafford and Derek the Bone Crusher Dennis at noon Eastern. Are we brainless? Yes. Yes. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.